Coach Johnson is already lionizing athletics. His bold vision for men's basketball, for building champions, has galvanized our community. His incomparable spirit and talent, his intentional recruiting, his dedication to our student athletes, and his penchant for unity will transform Lions basketball. Together, we will create a new history while honoring the giants of our past. For the first time in LMU's history, I have made athletics a campaign priority, and my commitment to athletics and men's basketball is steadfast. Successful athletics programs drive enrollment, recruitment, and donations, and they bring pride to our student and alumni communities. The enthusiasm we have experienced since hiring Coach Johnson proves this is true. Lions Athletics is newly prepared to thrive, and with Coach Stan Johnson at the helm of men's basketball, we are indeed reimagining a new standard. We look forward to watching Stan's vision come to life on the court. With Stan's leadership, we will roar and we will soar. Go Lions! Thank you, President Snyder. Good morning, and thank you all for being with us on our first basketball state of the program. My name is Michael Harris. I'm the Associate Athletic Director for Marketing, and I'd like to introduce you to our men's basketball staff, starting with our head coach, Stan Johnson, his assistant coaches, David Carter, Greg Yankowski, Alan Edwards, and Director of Operations, Ricky Munch, our Athletic Director, Craig Pittens, and Associate Athletics Director, Brian Luck. Now that we've heard from President Snyder, we have a message for you from our Athletic Director, Craig Pintons. Well, thank you, Mike. And I, I certainly can't match the enthusiasm of, of President Snyder, but I wanna thank everybody for joining us on this 100 Days Coffee with the Coach State of the Program. When we embarked on a search for a new men's basketball coach, we're looking for a lot of things. At the forefront was finding an excellent coach. But above all, we wanted somebody that could build and sustain a program. We found that in Stan Johnson. Building a program takes so much more than hiring the right coach. It takes the leadership of the president, which we have. It takes the support of the board of trustees, which we have under the tremendous leadership of Chair Paul Viviano. However, what it takes above all is the LMU community. If there's anything I've learned from Stan during the first 100 days is how important building and maintaining that community is. With the global pandemic, we have an opportunity when others are decreasing interest and funding to take a step up and get back to zero. Once we get back to zero, our men's basketball program is going to take off, but we need you help out how you can, donate, buy season tickets, spread the word and be supportive. If you can do any one of those three things, obviously we'd love the donation and, and the buying of season tickets, but if you can't do that at this point in your life and you can support our program and spread the word, then do that. You need to do something. I couldn't be more excited about the direction we're headed. I thank Stan. And I thank the 100 plus of you that are on this call today. Go Lions. Thank you, Craig. 
Uh, before we hear from Coach Johnson, I just ask that if anyone has any questions, to please ask those questions in the chat section so we can address them after Coach speaks. And now, without any further ado, I would like to introduce our head men's basketball coach, Stan Johnson. Thank you, Michael, for that introduction. Um, love to thank um, Dr. Schneider uh, and Craig Pittens. And I can tell everybody uh, that's with me this morning that's on this screen, um, I believe in alignment. And I was at uh, one of the best basketball programs uh, in the country the last five years. And it, it wasn't just because of who we were on the floor, but the alignment that we shared from our president to our AD and to our men's basketball staff. And I would not be here today if I didn't feel like I had that alignment. And when I envisioned taking a job, I wanted to work with people that not only could get the job done, but I wanted to be around people that I could share my life with. And I feel like I have that in Dr. Schneider, and I certainly have that in Craig Pentons. And I believe with that alignment, we have a chance to do something incredible here at LMU. I'd also like to take a, just a second uh, before I get into it to introduce my staff. Um, I know we've, you've heard their names, but I'd like to say it again. Uh, Dave Carter uh, comes to us from San Diego. Uh, he was formerly the head coach at um, Nevada and did an incredible job there. Uh, coach Allen comes to us uh, from Wyoming, where he spent four years as the head coach there and did an incredible job. Greg Gunkowski comes to us from UCLA. Uh, prior to that, he was with Coach Cronin for 10 years at, at Cincinnati. Ricky Munch comes to us uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks. He's our director of basketball operations. Eric Johansson will leave the floor and become a GA for us. Uh, and then Shamar Johnson is uh, in his second year, will complete his second year as a GA on our staff. And then Jordan um, Alcantar will be and continue to be our strength coach. And that's our, our staff. Obviously, we have a lot of people who touch our program uh, who are equally as important as the names I mentioned. But in terms of basketball and day-to-day -day operations, uh, those are the people that uh, will be on our staff. I got to tell you, uh, March 20th uh, was probably, without a shadow of a doubt, um, the best day of my professional life. You know, I've, for 18 years, 17 years, have had this dream of someday um, getting the phone call that I got from Craig Pentance. And I can't tell you how excited I was about receiving that call uh, because this was a place I wanted to be at. Coincidentally enough, and I really don't believe in coincidence, and I haven't shared this with probably more than five people. When I was in high school, the first recruiting letter I ever received, the very first letter that came in the mail was from LMU. And they were pretty smart. They realized really quickly I, could, I wasn't good enough to play here, right? But I'm so thankful and grateful that they thought I was good enough to lead this program. And I believe in this place. I believe in the encouragement of learning, the education of the whole person, and the service of faith, and the promotion of justice. That's who we stand for. Those are the things that I'm about. I believe we have a lot to sell here. Our academics, our location, the beauty of our campus. What an incredible place. I could not imagine starting my career at a better place. This is home. 
this is where I want to be. This is where I was called to be. And I'm excited to be here. Right after that excitement became reality. And reality really hit me on my first flight to LA. I jumped on that plane and there was 11 people on a Southwest Airlines flight leaving Milwaukee to come to LA. Why? A pandemic. I mean, who could imagine starting their career, their dream job? Something you've worked so hard for in these times. My first flight to LA, like I said, there was 11 people at some point, I didn't know if there was anybody flying the plane. I've never experienced anything like that. I've just named to you the guys on my staff. A couple of weeks ago, for the first time, I met Greg. I've yet to hug these guys, really shake their hands, and we have not spent one day together in the office. We've been able to have three kids who have signed with us in the 20 class and three who have committed in the 21 class. I have not met, nor have I shook any of their hands. That's called adversity. And for me, adversity can break others. They can break you. Adversity can break you, or it can cause you to break records. And I want everybody on this Zoom call to understand, I'm here to break records. Adversity will not break us. Adversity will make us stronger. We're going to break records at LMU. And even through adversity, we've used that as an opportunity to get better. The one thing I've told our guys, I've told our staff, in these times, we have to win the weight. We have to win the weight. So what have we done? The first thing I wanted to get done, I wanted to create a logo. I wanted to create something that we could all rally around. And for me, that's a new standard. Obviously, I played off my name, but what does that mean? For me, it is the quality in which our program operates. It's how our men's basketball program is viewed. The days of, we, of how we've always done it this way are over. They're over. The people around our program, and it starts with me, the steward, how we operate, how we think, how we move, how we teach, how we cultivate, has got to be different. The way we approach men's basketball has got to be different. And if people don't want to think that way and people don't want to see it that way, they cannot be around our program. That includes our players. There is a new standard here. There's a standard of excellence that is required in everything we do. And if you want to be around this and you want to have a winning program, there is a standard that is required. You get what you repeat. You get what you repeat. Well, we've always done it that way. Well, that's why 30 years have gone by and we're sitting in the same position. I'm not going to let 30 years go by where we're still talking about 1990. You get what you repeat. And all of us, starting with me, have got to change the way we see it, the way we do it, and the way we apply it. You get what you repeat. There's a new standard. And every time you're around our program, the way we make you feel in terms of our interaction, the way you, we make you feel in terms of the way we play, the way we make you feel by the product we put out there will be different.
That's a promise. I was challenged really early after creating a new standard, I had to go sell it. And my first job was to keep Matthias Markison home. And I want everybody to understand something. When a kid enters the portal, a kid of his caliber, the portal meaning the transfer portal in college basketball, and there is a change in coach, the odds of getting that kid back are slim to none. When you add Louisville, San Diego State, two teams that had a chance to win a national championship, Minnesota, and many others who were in hot pursuit of Matias, for him to pause and listen to me and buy into the new standard and say, you know what, coach? I want to do this with you. That gave me great hope, not hope only what we could be now, but what we were capable of being in the future. That's very rare. That was our first great win. To keep our core together, Eli Scott, Damian Douglas, Kelly, Joe, those were four kids, had they entered the portal, in my opinion, could have played anywhere in the country. For them to not enter the portal was a win for us. And I'm excited about that. The next step for us, I wanted to hire the best assistant coaching staff in the country. I wanted people on my staff that were much smarter than me. Because I knew if I'm the smartest guy on the staff, we're in some serious trouble. And we were able to do that. Think about this group for a second. 51 years of coaching experience. 51. That's pretty impressive. But it also says they're pretty freaking old. 27 postseason appearances. That's incredible. And 20 conference championships. I'll put that up with any staff in America. We were fortunate. I had a chance to hire Dave Carter. And going into this search for me, I thought, man, if I'm lucky enough to get Dave or Allen, two guys that have been head coaches, that would be a win. And as we started having conversations, I thought to myself, man, holy crap, I got a chance to get both these guys. Dave Carter is from Crenshaw, played at Crenshaw High School played in this league at St. Mary's. Think about this for a second. Coach Carter has more assists in the WCC than John Stockton does. Coach has had an illustrious career. When we think of Reno, Nevada, and we think of the University of Nevada, Coach Carter was a big reason we went from Reno to the University of Nevada. They changed the perception of that program which led him to become the head coach there. He's currently been the head coach of San Diego. He's been in our league as an assistant at St. Mary's, and he's also been at Georgia. I'm excited about him. Coach Edwards has spent the last nine seasons in Wyoming, and I've told him he deserves a statue for having nine seasons in Laramie, Wyoming. Four of those as the head coach. 
He's an impressive guy, a tremendous coach, a, a tremendous teacher. Coach Allen played at the University of Kentucky, and I think he's one of maybe one or two guys in the history of college basketball to play in three Final Fours and win two. Those are the kind of guys I wanted to be around. Greg Unkowski comes to us from UCLA. And we saw, had the pandemic not hit, UCLA was on the verge of something incredible, a great turnaround for them. He played a major role in that. Ten years before that, he was with Mick Cronin at Cincinnati. Greg has been, mark it down, it's incredible. Ten straight, not one, not two, not three, ten straight NCAA tournament appearances he's been a part of. I feel a lot of pressure to help Greg get to 11. So we're going to work on that this year. Ricky Munch. Ricky was a guy who was um, a student manager for us at Marquette for his four years there. He went on to, to work with the Bucks last year, was really close with Coach Butenhoser, almost becoming his right-hand man with a lot of different things in their organization. I don't know how smart Ricky is because Ricky left a championship caliber organization to come be with us at LMU. So after this, you guys may want to evaluate um, his mindset. But he is sharp, he is intelligent, and he's a rising star in our profession. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded every single day by those guys. And I want you to know you've got one of the best staffs in the country. We had to get to work really early. We had four kids that decided that LMU uh, wasn't going to be for them, that decided that they wanted to transfer. And we had to address that. For us, I wanted to get old, and I wanted to give the guys returning the best opportunity to win this year while not compromising our future. And we were able to, to sign Cody Pugh, a Stanford transfer. The beauty about Cody, not only is he a Stanford grad, but he still has two years to, put, to, to, to play of eligibility left, which is very rare. And Cody adds tremendous athleticism to our program, and he fits exactly how I want to play. Quentin Jackson, we added as a grad transfer from Temple. And Quentin addresses a need that we had immediately uh, on the guard line. He's somebody that can play the point and can play off the ball. Um, and we were incredibly fortunate to add uh, someone of his caliber to our program. And then the last guy we added was Mayum Mayum. Mayum played at the Potter House Christian Academy. Uh, in Florida, Mayum uh, had high major interests all over the country. And for us to get a talented freshman like Mayum that late uh, speaks volumes of our staff. And I want to say this about my staff and, and what makes it really cool. Each of those kids, each of our assistant coaches were primarily responsible for getting here. Talk about making a guy feel good. So I'm excited about our, our 20 class and how we were able to address that need. We, we still have one scholarship left and I'm okay sitting on it because we're not going to take anybody here just to take them. If we find somebody late that can impact winning and help us become a championship team, uh, we'll certainly, you know, take that kind of player, but we're not going to just take somebody to be on the roster. The next thing that we wanted to do was we wanted to protect home base and I wanted everybody to know. I wanted the schools in California. I wanted the AAU coaches in California. 
the high school coaches in California, the media in California, and everybody nationally to know that Loyola Marymount was going to protect their home turf. As I studied our roster, we had three kids on our roster from California. And for me, that's not good enough. We are in fertile soil. And we are surrounded by talent. And it's our job to keep that talent home. We wanted to make a statement that LMU basketball was not playing around. So far, I can't go into de detail because of compliance, but we have three kids from Los Angeles committed in that class. As of a couple weeks ago, our class was rated the eighth ranked recruiting class in 21. Think about this for a second. We're one spot behind Louisville. We're two spots ahead of Duke. I love saying that. I love saying that because that's what we're capable of being. Now, is that gonna fluctuate a little bit when, when people continue to add to their recruiting class? Sure, but guess what? We're not done either. And those are the types of people I want us to be associated with. We've spent so much time Zooming with every high school coach in the state. Majority of our days as a staff, all of us at once, introducing ourselves, Zooming with national recruiting services, trying to talk to every AAU coach possible in this state. The cool thing for me has been our feedback from those people have been, Coach, no one has ever done this with us. No one. I love that. We're winning the weight. The next thing for me that I think is critical, we have to and we have started to connect our program to our community. And for me, that's our campus community, that's our local community, that's our state, and then national community. One of the ways we've been able to do that is this very thing we're on right now. I call it coffee with the coach. This is my 13th time doing this. Every Friday since I've been hired, we've had a coffee with the coach. And prior to this morning, I've talked to 162 people on coffee with the coach. They've been donors, basketball alums, season ticket holders, alumni of the school. I've met with 10 plus different constituent groups on campus and off campus. We put in with our marketing team, a 200 day community engagement plan, all centered around connecting our program to everybody. Because I'm a believer that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And for me, care and love equals time. If you, if you want people to, to know you care about them, you've got to spend time with them. And that's certainly what we want to do. One thing we've established, we've established two coaches uh, virtual clinics that will start July 13th. And the first week it goes the 13th, the 14th, the 15th, the 16th. I haven't checked this morning, but as of last night, we had 180 coaches throughout our state and nation that have signed up for all four days of that clinic. That's incredible. What a way to give back. And that's what I want our program to be, be about. I want us to be about community. I want us to be about connection. And I wanna make sure we're giving back. We've had to change the perception of our program. And the best and fastest way to do that is through the media. We can no longer be 
the best kept secret on the hill. Those days are over. We have a lot to sell here. I wanted to change that. I want to change how we're viewed on a local level and a national level. And one of the things that excites me and one of the, the, the best things we've done are our Friday videos. We have a kid by the name of Will Hammer who is a uh, business marketing major and a sophomore here at LMU who on my first day of getting the job reached out to us and said he wanted to be a part of us. He sent me a video, of some of the work he had done. And I said, oh my gosh, we have got to have him. There's no doubt Will has been the MVP of our program. I can't tell you how many people, coaches, media members, recruits, nationally, locally, text me, call me and say, what are you guys doing with your video? We had no idea LMU had all that to sell. We're selling the livestock. We're selling the university. And we're selling people on that if you come here, based on the things that surround our campus, you're making a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. So, Will, I thank you for that. All that has led me to this, my MVP process. What does that mean? That's my vision, my vision, and my core principles. The mission of LMU basketball is this. My mission is this, to take people to a place they cannot take themselves. I'm here to take LMU basketball to a place that it cannot take itself. I'm here to help take Loyola, Mount Loyola Marymount University to a place it cannot take itself. I'm here to take every single person that touches our program, that supports our program to a place that you cannot take yourself. And there's three ways we have to do that. One, we have to be selfless. These are my core principles. What does that mean? Loyola Marymount over you. Selfless. We have to be connected. What does that mean? Relationships before championships. On the floor, we should lead the WCC in high fives and butt slaps. We should be the most connected team in college basketball. But as I said earlier, I also want to be the most connected team to our university, to our student body, and to our community. And the last piece of that for me is relentless. We attack everything. No more tiptoeing. No more deciding how good should we be. Do we want to be good? We're going to be good. And for our players, when we step across that court, we attack you. When we're in the weight room, we attack it. When it's time to eat, we attack it. When it's time to sleep, we attack it. When it's time to have fun, we attack it. We attack everything. And when we're here on this coffee with the coach, we attack it. I want to be relentless. My vision is this, to take people to places that they can't take themselves, like I just said. What does that mean? prepared for success after basketball. I want our guys prepared to be great husbands, great fathers, to have great jobs, to influence their communities. I want them to all graduate from LMU. And I tell every recruit that'll listen to me, if you're not serious about academics, you can't play here. I want them to be prepared to be professional basketball players. These are, this is part of their, their dreams and their goals. 
I want this to be a place where guys see that if I go to LMU and I play for that coaching staff and I'm surrounded by the people in that university, I can achieve my highest dreams. I want to win a national championship here. And I'm not afraid to say it. Is that going to happen overnight? No. But there's no ceiling. The only ceiling we have are the ceilings we put on ourselves. I want to play in the postseason every year. That's the expectation. I want to win this league. That's the expectation. We should expect to win 20 plus games a year. That's the expectation. I want you to know our best competitors will play. I don't care how talented you are. If you don't compete, you will not play. I want you to know we're going to be well prepared and we're going to be well conditioned. One thing that I'm extremely proud of, and one committee that I'm extremely proud of establishing is our Lions for Life Staring Committee. These are groups of people and individuals who are giving up their time and giving us so much effort to create the movement in growing and changing the direction of LMU basketball. Tina Hammers, Dave Hammers, Amy Garrity, Ron Oakham, Dante Puccinelli, Marianne Harrell, Charlie Stauber, Tim Dean, Brian Luff, Andy Huey, thank you. Thank you for locking arms with me. Thank you for believing in the vision. Thank you for taking your time to help us create this standard. I love our Thursday meetings. I love sitting back and listening to you guys talk about how we can move this program forward. I love seeing that kind of investment. I appreciate you. Academically, think about this. Through adversity, coaching change, and pandemic, our team achieved a 3.0 GPA. That is the third time in the history of this program that has happened. We're not just going to be athletes. We're going to embody student athletes. And we're going to be scholar ballers. And we're going to represent our university the right way. My Thursday team meetings with our, with our program have been awesome. I have not been able to get in front of our guys in person. We meet every Thursday at noon. And like I said to you to start this, my whole thing to them has been, we have got to win the wait. There are a lot of teams across the country using excuses, sitting back waiting. We've got to win the wait. And how do we do that? We have to transform our culture. We've talked to them about their individual and team improvements. We've worked on the mental game. I have hired a mental coach by the name of Brian Kane, who is helping change the minds of our guys so that they can be the best versions of themselves because we are going to have a total reconstruction of our style of play. I want to be a high scoring team. I want to play fast. I want to be attacking and I want to be confident. But in order to do this, we must win the moment. What does win mean to me? What is important now? And guys, this is what is important now. 
in order to get this program back to zero, there are some areas that we must address immediately. And this only gets us back to zero. None of this is including Gersten, not one of it. There are things that we have to address before we get there. And I would say this to this group. The areas in our program that our guys spend the most time in are below standard. They're below standard. They're below par. And if you were buying this as a home, I'm just speaking about the areas in our men's basketball program. If you were walking in as if you were buying a home, you would walk in and you would not buy it. And it's got to change. And I need your help. Because I know without a doubt, when this does change, we are going to take off. The first area for me is our locker room. And through a generous donation, that has been funded. We can check it off the list. The locker room does not exhibit pride. It does not show our guys that we are serious, that we are committed, and it does not show a future recruit that this is a place I can come and grow. The second area for me are the hallways that lead to our locker room. Once again, if I stepped into this area as a recruit, as a player, there's nothing about this that says, you know what, we're going somewhere. There's nothing about this that embodies what our university stands for. The beauty of our university, because I believe it's one of the most gorgeous campus, campuses in America. We do not match that with our men's basketball areas. I've walked through the science department. That's stunning. And if I was interested in science, there's no doubt I'm coming to LMU. But the people who are interested in basketball, when they walk through this hallway and they see what it looks like, that does not promote excellence. We've got to get this. We've got to get this right. The next area is what I call our war room, our recruiting room. This is where we're going to close out recruits. This is where when a kid comes and he visits us, him and his parents are going to spend majority of their time talking about LMU basketball. It is below standard. It is below par. And there's nothing about that that says championship, that says excellence, that says a new standard. I need your help with this. The next area that we want to address is our strength and conditioning center. Once again, if I'm recruiting against some of the best programs in the country, which we plan on doing, and I have the best relationship with them, which we will have, and we get them to take an official visit to LMU, which they will. And they say to me, hey coach, we love it here. Gosh, I can't believe how pretty your school is. I can't believe how nice the people are. But I walk them into this weight room, which has gotten a lot better. 
but they're comparing this to the other places at a high level that they're getting recruited by, they're not coming. And one of the reasons we've been able to be so effective in our 21 recruiting is because these kids haven't had an opportunity to see these places. And I'm not so sure that if they did, we would already have three of them committed. The next area for me would be the backcourt area. And for us here at LMU, we have to share time because of all the sports teams. And again, a kid wants to know when he comes, if people are practicing in the gym, do I have another location where I can go and work out? And right now, the backcourt is below the standard. For our guys currently that's on this team and for the kids that we need to be a champion. Those are the things that we need your help with. That's how we get back to zero. When we started this project, it was a $1.1 million project. We've eliminated the locker room. And now we're about $786,000 away. And like I said, there's no doubt in my mind that we can do this. And there's no doubt in my mind that we will do this. But I'll say this to you again. You get what you repeat. And it's time for all of us to step up and help change the narrative of who we are. And we can all do that in many ways. Some can give financially, some can buy a season ticket, some can spread the word. Whatever you're capable of doing, I'm begging you, I'm urging you, I'm asking you to help me. My dreams are so big, I wake up at night in a sweat because I know I cannot do this alone. I need each and every single one of you. If you care about this program and you love this program, invest. Don't wait to see what is Coach Stan gonna do. We've been in wait and see mode for 30 years. It's gotten us not very far. Let's change this. Let's do it together. I appreciate you guys hearing me out. And with that, I'll take any questions. Coach, thank you so much. Um, like to start you off with some questions. Uh, first question, we have a beautiful campus, great school, incredible location. Why have we not been able to win? That's a great question. Thanks, Mike. I think I just said it. I think I just said it. The, the game is moving. College athletics has changed. We can't be stuck in 1990. And we have to recruit at a higher level. Even the kid that has the greatest humility and the greatest appreciation, they want to be somewhere where they feel like, man, I can get better there. And until we can change some of these things that I've talked about, we're going to continue to be who we've been. We've got to change that. I'm not a believer that every coach that has come here has been terrible. These guys are good coaches. But we've got to change 
the expectation level for our program. We have to change how our program looks. We have to change how our program uh, is taken care of and valued. And if we can do that, I'm telling you, and we combine that with the beauty of our university and our academic situation, we're going to take off. Thank you. You talked about it a little. Um, how, how will you change the perception of the program to get students at the games and recruit local talent? Well, I think, number one, you've got to be invested in them. And like I've said, I, I can't tell you how many student organizations over the last four months we've already reached out to. And our program, uh, we're asking people to, to, to be a part of it. We've got to be a part of what other people are doing. And that starts with me. It also uh, starts with our guys. Our guys have to be a heck of a lot more active on campus, a lot more involved. People want to be around people they know. And people want to invest in people they know. And we're going to have a strategic plan, and we're already working on that, to engage our student body. Our games have got to be a party. Our games have got to be something that's cool to go to. And it starts with our freshman class. We've got to start ingraining in them the importance of athletics, but the importance of men's basketball. And if we can do that, it gives us a better chance to be successful. Coach, we have a question from Mookie McDevitt. How can, what can we do to track down the next Marcus Howard? That's a great question, Mookie. I, I told Marcus, I asked him the other day, if he had one more year left, I'd let him shoot even more than we let him shoot at Marquette. <laughs> but I'm telling you, and I'm just being honest with you, okay? And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be raw with this group. Marcus Howard could have gone anywhere in the country. Marcus Howard came to Arizona. I mean, he came from Arizona to Marquette because he saw how Marquette basketball could impact his life, but how it could help change his game. And, and everything I just showed you was important to him. Marcus Howard showed up at, at, at Marquette 215 pounds. So the weight room was important. How he ate was important. Getting extra practice time was important. And if Marcus Howard showed up at LMU, based on our relationship, he'd be interested. But if he walked into those areas, he would not come. Thank you, Coach. And just a reminder, if anybody has any questions, please put them in the chat now. Uh, this next question comes from Brandon Lang. Uh, 12 of the top 50 players in the 2020 California 247 rankings are still uncommitted. Does it look like we are going to get any of them on campus this fall? Well, I don't know who we're going to get on campus. And, and, you know, we're still working. And those aren't things we can speak about. But I will say this to you guys. We've been very strategic with, with 2020. And just so, so because somebody's available, there's a lot of stuff behind that. What I don't want to do is I don't want to take anybody in California for this year that we're not sure of or unaware of. Because if we do that, and it doesn't work out for that kid, it's going to impact our future. And that's why our focus has been really on 21. And with one scholarship left in a perfect world, I'd like to get older. Because I love what we're doing in 21. I'd like to get older. I'd like to get another grad transfer if possible this year to set up our 21 class. So that's kind of the strategy behind what we're doing. Uh, this question comes in from John Motes, coach. Coach, do you have a target year for winning the West Coast Conference? I don't. And every year is the target. Does that mean that's going to happen? I'm not sure. 
Um, I tell my team every day when I'm in front of them, we have a championship level team I'm looking at. We're not that yet. We don't operate that way yet, but I believe that. Um, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna set a date on when we're gonna do that. There, winning's hard, winning's hard. Everything I've just said to you uh, is, is a byproduct of how you win. And to win, you have to do certain things to win. And it's not just a new coach coming in. We all have to change our approach, our mindset, and how we do business. Winning requires what it requires, and you cannot bargain with it. And if you bargain with it, we're going to end up being where we've been. So for me, every year, we're going to, have, we're going to go for it, every single year. But we have to continue to improve our talent level. Our talent level is not there yet. It's not there yet. It will be. Thank you, Coach. Uh, next question is from Robert. When we get the funding for upgrading the basketball facilities, when do we anticipate those projects being completed? Well, here's what I would say to you guys. Obviously, the earlier we can do it, the best. I've been on this coffee with a coach since my first day really on the job, my first Friday. And someone asked me then, well, what do you think we need? And I said to him, I don't know. It's why I wanted to come back and do this. I haven't even been on campus. But I will say this, though, now being here, we can't wait for another recruiting class to pass by to get this done. How many recruiting classes are we going to let go by before we get this done? And I'm hoping that we can get this done and we can get it done in a timely fashion so that when the three guys who have already committed take their official visits here, they see the future. And we still have scholarships open. So the next line of guys that we have come in, and we have some elite level guys scheduled to visit us, that when they step for, uh, foot on campus, they have a chance to say yes within the first 15 minutes of being here. So we need that done as soon as possible. Coach, this next question comes in from Ted. Uh, what's your take on the NL NIL issue? Um, do you think being in Los Angeles helps or hurts in that regard? I think it helps. And, you know, as a coach, you can't really be involved in that from, from what I've read. You know, we can't organize that. But uh, if Loyola Marymount begins to win at the level we're going to win at, and we have guys producing like I know they're going to produce, I think that's going to be attractive to lot of different corporations and I think it's going to be beneficial for our guys. I mean, we're, I mean, look at, look, look who surrounds our campus. We have so much to sell. Um, this next question comes in from Bill Strickland. Um, please compare LMU versus Gonzaga and explain the impact that winning has on a university generally. That's a great question. I don't know how many of you guys know this, but many, many years ago, Gonzaga was on the verge of closing down. They were going to shut it down and they made a decision. And when I say they, it's not only the university, it's the people around the university, the people who care. They made a decision to invest in Gonzaga basketball. The rest is history. The school has taken off. The program has taken off and they're reaping the benefits of that. And I'll say this to you guys, I come from a place and Gonzaga is like this. Marquette, the people at Marquette, and when I say people, it's the university, it's donors, it's everybody. 
they understand that the most strategic asset, or not the most, one of the most strategic assets is the men's basketball program. And it doesn't matter who the coach is, there is an investment and there is a way they grow, pour into, and develop that asset. Gonzaga's figured that out. That's why they have taken off. And I'll say this to you, we have a better location. We have so much more to sell. And when we get to that level, we can, we can, we can win a national championship. We can do some incredible things. And it's not only good for the men's basketball program, it's great for the athletic department. It's powerful for the university. It's great for the faculty. It's great for the deans. It's beneficial to everyone. And I'm hoping as we're going through this, that people will, will, will sense that, see it, and invest in that. This next question comes in from Imperial Graphics. What do you plan on doing to get the community of Westchester more involved with the basketball program? That's a good question. Uh, Mike, you, you're a witness. What was the one question I asked you in our marketing meeting yesterday? How are we going to get the community involved in Westchester? So. I just asked that question. I mean, the, we have to protect home base. I mean, we're surrounded by a neighborhood. And I can't figure out why a neighborhood, why you wouldn't want to just walk to a game. Doesn't make any sense to me. But we have to find ways to cultivate those relationships with our neighborhood. I'm going to do that. I've spoken to the, to the neighborhood council already. We're going to continue to grow those relationships. And if I have to go door to door and sit there and do a home visit pretty much with everybody in the Westchester area, we'll do that. But we, we've got to get the Westchester folks coming to our games and then expand and grow from there. That, that's how it works. Uh, Coach, can you talk about what the most challenging part of the LMU job has been in your opinion? Yeah, I think it's, it's probably every job. It's probably every corporation you take. It's trying to change a mindset. It's trying to change, well, this is how we've always done it. It's trying to change that thinking. It's trying to get the apathy out of this program. And when I say apathy, that's not from our university. It's just everybody. We're so used to just being at the bottom. And people want to wait until we get to the top to get involved. It doesn't work like that. That's been my biggest challenge. And, but it's also been what's given me the most hope because I see people who want to. I see people who are kind of thinking about it. I see a bunch of people who love Loyola Marymount. And I'm begging, jump on, don't wait. And if you do, we're all gonna look back together and go, look, holy crap. Look at what we built together. But that's been by far the biggest challenge outside of the pandemic and, and not being around our guys. Thank you. This one comes in from Imperial Graphics again. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, what you plan on doing to make LMU basketball games more of an event, your experience um, with that, halftime shows, music, video board, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, one thing that with Michael and his team, you know, again, from a marketing standpoint, I meet with those guys every Thursday. 
And, you know, I, I said it, our, our games have got, people have, people need to come to the games because of the experience. And that first starts with our student body. There, there, there's, I believe, eight to 9,000 students on campus at Marquette. And every night there's 16,000 in that arena. Every night. And when that place gets crazy, it's because our students invoke energy into the rest of uh, the arena. So we've got to cultivate a relationship. We have to have a product that our, our kids want to go and be a part of and create the environment that way. And then we've got to create uh, an environment where people want to leave their home and drive to come. And, and even in doing that, even if we lose the game, you go, man, that was really awesome. Boy, was that organized. The detail of that, it was really fun. It's a great environment for our kids. We're gonna come back. You know, so that's why I hope to, to get to, and, and there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Music, production, all that. I'm not gonna bore you with that, but we, we, are, we are looking at every, as, every aspect. And I think Craig coming in with his background has already done some tremendous things uh, to, to try to change that. We wanna continue to grow it. And, and that's something we're working on weekly. Uh, this comes from Marvin. Uh, what style of play can we expect uh, this upcoming season? Yeah, you know, obviously when I get to the point where we've recruited the kind of guys that we need to be successful, um, you know, I, I hope to be the fastest, most attacking team uh, in our league and one of the most versatile teams um, in the country. But with what we have this year, we are going to play faster. I do not want to play in the 50s. And the one thing I've told our guys, you know, I know we're in the pandemic, but you better be conditioning. You better get in shape because we're going to run. And we want to strike you early in transition. We want to spread the floor and play in ball screens. We want to give our guys freedom and creativity. I want to teach our guys how to play and not bog them down with, with sets. Because I believe if you teach guys how to play, the sets you run will be better. Defensively, we're going to be tough to score against. We're going to force you into non-paint twos. We're going to hold you to one shot. And we're going to play man-to-man -man defense. And those are the things that I believe in. That's how I was brought up. But I, I want to play a style where guys feel like they can grow, they can use their strengths to be effective, because I believe that's going to be good for recruiting. I believe it's going to help us win. And I believe it's going to put butts in the seats. Coach, we have just a few more questions here as it's uh, 10 AM already. Um, one question that we have from Karen, will we try and get a home and home series with Marquette? I've asked, they, they told me no. I, I wanted to play them this year. They, they, they said no. So we'll, we'll keep working on that. And, you know, one of the things I'd like to do, you know, scheduling is really, really hard. And uh, especially teams trying to schedule, um, you know, West Coast Conference teams. I mean, we, we're the eighth rated league in the country. And, uh, you know, it's really hard to get home games. But I, I hope as we grow our schedule, as we grow our brand, this will be a place where people want to come to because they feel like it's a great game for them. Uh, so we're, we're working on that um, daily and hopefully we can get our schedule done here shortly as well. This question comes in from Robert. Um, how is your relationship with other coaches in the West Coast Conference so far? Uh, well, we're not having any picnics. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can guarantee you that, but all, all, the, all the coaches, um, seem to be, um, you know, great people. And obviously they're all doing a good job at their respective programs. Um, you know, I don't have any issues with it, with anybody, obviously, but 
um, you know, hopefully they don't like us because we start winning. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to. This question comes in from Andrew Pardo. How do you plan to tap into the LA talent pool for recruitment and compete with USC and UCLA? I think we've already done that. Like I said, we got the eighth rated recruiting class of the country in that. So um, we have no problem. Those are the people we have to recruit against and that's who we're gonna recruit against. And uh, all the things I mentioned to you, going the extra mile, Zooming high school coaches when you can just call them, Zooming uh, scouting services guys when you can just call them as a staff, making people feel different where it's not a transactional deal, but it's transformational. That's how we separate ourselves. Um, but I, I feel like we're, we're already on that road. Dante's calling out Wojo saying he's already scared to compete against you. And then we have a question from, where was it? Brandon Lang talked about Marquette plays home games at the Bucks. Any thought of moving home games to the forum or larger offsite arenas? Well, that's, that's, that's beyond my pay grade. Let's, let's do this first. Let's sell out Gersten and then let's have that conversation. When I see a line outside of Gersten trying to get into our game, uh, then I can go to Craig and say, hey, let's, let's move this thing. But until we get to that point, um, we're, we're, we're nowhere near um, being ready to do that. But we will be at some point. Last two questions for you, Coach. Uh, what are the biggest selling points for your recruits today? You know, for our program, it's, it's simply this. I, I tell everybody that we, we recruit um, and every AU coach and every high school coach that we're going to do great things here. And there is no ceiling on how good we can be. We have a tremendous university to sell. Tremendous. We live in one of the best cities in the world. We're in a tremendous conference. There is nothing that you dream about as a player that cannot be accomplished at LMU. And if you come here, like I said, you would be making a 40-year decision, not a four. And I tell every one of the guys that I recruit, when your days are over and you get married, our staff will be at your wedding. That means we've had a relationship far greater than basketball. And the more people are around us, the more they're going to see that and believe that. And that is the separator. And coach, the last question, um, we have heard this from every coach that has come before you. What makes you different? Well, every coach hasn't done this. If you can show me a coach who has zoomed 12 times on a Friday, every Friday, if you can show me a coach that have tried to get this group together. If you can show me a coach who has really tried to connect at the level I have, I'll shake your hand. If you show me a coach who um, is vulnerable, and is open and wants you to be a part of it like I do, I'll shake your hand. The coaches that have come before me have been awesome, good people. They've come in here and they have made my job easier because they made it better. I'm getting it at a better place than everybody else had it, and I'm thankful for that. But I'm coming here with a bold mindset. And I'm not coming in here talking about what we're limited. I'm talking about what we can do if we get back to zero. And we're going to be different that way. And through this Zoom and the times of your interactions with me, 
if you don't feel a difference and you can't sense a difference, then I'm wrong. But I think the way we're going about business is completely different than anyone's done it. I'm not saying it's right. Four years from now, I may be, I may, I may be on the wrong side of this. But I know if we connect together and we do it this way, there's a greater chance for success. Thank you. I want to I thank everybody for their time today. Uh, thank you for the questions that you asked. Thank you, Coach Johnson. Um, Coach, do you have any last words? Yeah, a couple things. I, I, I want this group to know that um, I'm not asking for something. The things that I'm asking for is to help LMU basketball become someone. And that's what we all want. I want us to become someone on a larger scale in college basketball. And I'll say this to close. I don't believe in coincidences. When I moved here about a month ago, three weeks ago, they had us um, staying at a, at a home right off campus and we would walk the neighborhood. And I walked past President Snyder's neighborhood and his numbers on his house read 7911. 7911. The first numbers on my home address in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 7911. Shortly moving into our home, I looked at the street right that my house sits on and it said Johnson Street. I have chills thinking about it. I'm where I'm supposed to be. We're sitting on gold. We got to dig. I need people who want to dig for that gold. We got to protect this asset. And if you do that, we're going to do something special. We're going to do something incredible. But let's change the narrative. Let's create a new standard. The Michael Harris, Nick Bristol, Brian Luff, you guys behind the scenes that allowed today to be possible and go so smoothly. Thank you. I appreciate it. Everybody on this Zoom, you didn't have to be on here with me today. Thank you. It gives me hope. I'm not going to let you down. You're going to get my best, our staff's best, every single day. Let's do it together. Let's create a new standard. Thank you.